Hey there listeners, I have big plans for you, because you're listening to Know the Lore on the Nerd Sloth Network. My name is Chris, aka SlurNerd on Twitter and the PlayStation Network if you'd like to add me on there, though I probably will bring down your rank if we're doing competitive. Sorry about that in advance. I might sound a little funny today because this is my first day back from San Diego Comic Con and I totally got the con flu on the plane on the way back, so super awesome right there. So I'm apologizing now for all the nasally goodness going on. So just a little bit of news as you heard at the very beginning. Um, we are on a new network. Basically, it's still the same network that BS Excluded was, just with a new name, a new image. And you might see a few of the older shows come and go. Another show that I was on called Nerds on Tap was on hiatus for a while. And now that we are switching to Nerd Sloth, that show is actually on its way back along with a few changes. I'm also on another show, just in case anybody's interested, called Saturday Morning Cartoon Boom. And we did a crossover episode on that show regarding some of the Overwatch animations. So if you are into those animations or you're a fan of Overwatch, which obviously you are if you're listening to this, head over to Saturday Morning Cartoon Boom and look for that bonus episode about Overwatch. So I've had a couple people ask me now why I do this show or why I picked Overwatch first as opposed to other more established worlds. The easy answer is the story. Overwatch has a great story and we are just getting into it and there's so much more to know and I tend to obsess over this kind of stuff. One of the last episodes of Nerds on Tap before it went on hiatus, we were talking about fictional universes that we would want to live in. And personally, I had some trouble coming up with one because there's things I like and dislike about all of them. I think I either settled on the Marvel Universe, um, mostly with the X-Men, or possibly Hyrule from Legend of Zelda. But if I could go back in time, I would tell you Overwatch. I'm telling you right now, Overwatch. The game is fantastic, yeah, but the world is even better, and it's hands down the fictional universe that I can tell you I honestly love the most, and that's why this show exists. So now before I start going on a tangent about my feelings, we're going to talk about some of the cool stuff that came out of San Diego Comic-Con, and most of that was about Ana Amari. So we have the new character, she's been released, so you've probably already played her by the time you've listened to this. Ana Amari, she is Farah's mother, she is a support sniper, and she was the most renowned sniper in Egypt, and was recruited for Overwatch, and she plays a supporting role for the team, basically, and she was the second-in-command to Jack Morrison, aka Soldier 76 is his name now, and we got a little bit more background info on her. I went over a lot of her background in a previous episode called Shadows, so if you haven't checked that out already, go ahead and check that out. And I did some speculation on when and how I thought we would see her manifest. Some of those predictions were right, some of them were completely wrong, and I will explain that in a minute, but as far as the new stuff we know about Ana Amari, basically the mystery around her supposed death has been cleared up. She was actually out on a mission and was interfered with by Widowmaker, who actually shot her in the eye. She didn't die, but she did take enough damage to put her out of commission. She went into hiding for a while, the team assumed that she was dead, and she tried to keep it that way for a while until she saw things around the world just start progressing and she felt that she was needed, and once again picked up her sniper rifle and got to work. 
Now, Soldier 76, who used to be Jack Morrison, heard about her working in the area and went and tracked her down, and it kind of sounds like the two are now joining forces once again. Now, this isn't confirmed, but there is some rumor now circling the web that Farrah's father might in fact be Soldier 76. I don't personally think that's true, but I guess it is a possibility. But one other thing circling the web, and the name was mentioned in one of the last digital comics that we saw from Blizzard, released during their panel at San Diego Comic-Con, Sombra. Sombra is definitely going to be one of the new heroes that we see, it's just not the same person as Anamari. We were getting clues for both, and we thought we were only getting clues for one person, so me and others like me mixed some of the clues up. So just about every clue that we had that we attributed to Sombra was actually for Anamari, but now we have more clues as to who Sombra is, and everything seems to indicate that it's a female, that she's working for Talon, and that she has some extreme hacking capabilities. The cool way that Blizzard released this information that steers us towards her being a hacker is because they hid messages, and I mean really, really hid some messages, in some video clips from Jeff Kaplan and one about Anamari, in a split second of a frame on these two videos were bits of information and code. I won't go into the amount of depth it took to uncover these codes, but it was a lot of work. I mean, this is serious, serious, like, decrypting stuff. So hats off to the Reddit community that was able to decipher these messages. And unfortunately, they didn't really tell us a whole lot about her, but it did confirm that she exists and that she's just been playing with us so far. So I'm sure there's going to be a lot more clues of her to come. However, with the addition of some data mining, there's a consensus right now that Sombra might be some sort of stealth class character. If she does have all these hacker skills, my guess is that this character is going to be extremely technology based and might have some sort of like cloaking device that she can use on herself or maybe her ultimate is she can put the cloaking device on a member of her team. With the data mining, they found audio clips for the other characters in Overwatch talking about a hidden enemy. However, since the audio clips are vague, it could indicate that it's just a hidden enemy, not necessarily just Sombra, hence the theory that she might be able to cloak her team members. But that's enough speculation for right now. They also did tease the graphic novel. It's going to be 100 pages. That's going to be around the first generation of Overwatch heroes. And there's an image that indicates we might see some additional heroes that we haven't really heard about yet. So there might be more to this original Overwatch team, aside from those that we've talked about already and the ones I'm about to talk about right now, and that is Reinhardt and Torbjorn. So Reinhardt Wilhelm is a giant man standing at 7 foot 4 inches. He grew up in Stuttgart, Germany, and can definitely be considered old school. Like, really old school. Reinhardt is honestly a knight who, at heart, he feels that it's his duty to uphold the knightly codes of valor, justice, and courage. This is very obviously reflected in his suit of armor, fashioned to resemble an updated version of something out of the times of King Arthur. Already a decorated German soldier, Reinhardt was quickly introduced into Overwatch to combat the Omnic Crisis. With his stature and charismatic persona, he easily stood out from the group and earned the admiration of both his peers and his superiors. He's also considered to be Overwatch's most vocal supporter. He's also considered to be Overwatch's most vocal supporter as well as its harshest critic when it's needed. I mean, he'd have to be, right? If you dissect his last name, it can be broken into the German terms for pure and hard. Thus, Reinhardt was constantly reminding the world that Overwatch was meant to be a force of good. He continued to serve Overwatch into his late 50s and, despite his own desires, was forced into mandatory retirement from combat. 
Reinhardt was discouraged at being forced to retire, fearing that his adventures and days of glory were over. Things became even worse as the controversy regarding Overwatch grew, and Reinhardt could really only watch helplessly from the sidelines. However, after the team's dissolvement, Reinhardt began traveling across Europe, hoping to fight injustice and defend the innocent. With Reinhardt came a woman named Bridget, who we don't know much about other than her being a talented metalsmith. Their relationship is also undetermined, but from their conversation, it seems she may have been a former Overwatch employee and is now a partner rather than a daughter or a love interest of some kind. During one of these exploits, the two stepped into a small town that was being bullied by a gang, calling themselves the Dragons. Reinhardt attempted to step in and stop a group of gang members from exploiting the mayor of the town. However, showing his age, he was badly beaten by several of the men. Not one to back down, Reinhardt convinced Bridget, against her better judgment, to make some much-needed repairs to his armor, and he set off to battle the dragons. You can guess how that turned out. If you play the game, you know there's really no stopping a fully charged up Reinhardt shooting right at you. The only other thing we know is Reinhardt obviously received an alert from Winston at the end of the short animation recall, and knowing his personality, you can be willing to bet he's ready to swing back into action. So we're gonna move on to my favorite little guy in Overwatch that even the pros tend to forget his name and just call him Dwarf, but his real name is Torbjorn Lindholm, an extremely talented engineer and mechanic from Sweden who began working for the Ironclad Guild, designing weapon systems for various countries around the world. Although proud of his machines and building them with good intention, his employers began to think differently and wanted to control the weapons he created using a network of computer intelligence, a thought that really did not sit well with Torbjorn. In fact, Torbjorn harbors an extreme dislike of artificial intelligence programs, which I'm sure led to plenty of I told you so moments once the Omnic Crisis began. Being the technological genius he is, Overwatch immediately recruited him to help stop the Omnic threat. Torbjorn flourished in Overwatch and many of his inventions were integral to ending the war. After the crisis was over, Torbjorn remained on the Overwatch team, becoming the resource for all technological needs. In the aftermath that saw Overwatch disbanded, Torbjorn found that many of his weapons and other inventions were being stolen, presumably by Talon. Torbjorn then took it upon himself to travel around the world, recovering what he could and stopping those using his machines for evil. In one such, exa in one such example, he traveled to Kyrgyzstan, where a rogue titan was destroying the city of Boklovo. A titan is a giant mech that was originally created for construction and urban development purposes by Torbjorn himself. During the Omnic Crisis, one of the God AI programs took control of one, if not more, Titans. Fearing that this had happened again, Torbjorn entered the giant mech suit to shut it down from the inside. It was only after he entered that he realized it wasn't being controlled by an AI, but it was being piloted by a human. Using his ingenuity and building weapons and tools to get him through various forms of security, Torbjorn made his way to the cockpit where he confronted his former work colleague, a man by the name of Sven. Sven tried to appeal to Torbjorn about using their weapons as a means of power to topple corrupt governments. However, Torbjorn wasn't swayed, and he eventually stopped Sven and shut the Titan down. So that's all the details I have right now for those two heroes, but before I close out of the episode, I do want to say that if you're playing the game, I think Reinhardt and Torbjorn are not only one of the best defense combos, I mean think about it, Reinhardt's shield protecting Torbjorn's turret? Amazing. But they also have some of the coolest legendary skins in the game. Reinhardt's Stoneheart skin is a really epic looking stone suit of armor with a big lion emblem on the front made to look like the alliance symbol from Warcraft. 
and my favorite for Torbjorn is his Blackbeard skin, where he looks like a pirate, complete with a hook for a hand and everything. I was lucky enough to get that skin on my very first loot box when I hit level 2. Send me a message on Twitter, at SlurredNerd, and let me know what your favorite legendary skins are, or which ones you're wanting the most. Next week, we're going to get into our two favorite Omnics, so make sure you come back. Thanks again for listening, and remember, JUSTICE WILL BE DONE! Chris here. If you enjoy the show, please rate, like, subscribe, comment, or share, as every little bit you do helps the show. Know the lore is recorded and produced by NerdSloth. More episodes can be found at NerdSloth.com along with our other awesomely nerdy shows. Search for NerdSloth on social media such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Music heard during the show is the Overwatch Victory theme remixed by DJ Efficia. Go to Efficia.com to hear more. I'm not-